We pick up on the bottom of 62b, Samachbet Amabet, still talking about uh, sacrificing a uh, Korban Pesach uh, for the sake of uh, circumcised people and uncircumcised people. Uh, we quote a brighter on that matter. Tanya, <coughs> uh, we had learned in a brighter, Acherim Omrim. Others say, Hikdim Mulim Lareilim Kasher, Lareilim Mulim Pasul. If when you are thinking about it, as we mentioned, as we'll see a bit in the Gomorrah now, actually there is a discussion whether you're actually just thinking about it or actually you have to verbalize it. But anyway, if you think, uh, we'll just talk about thinking because that's the way the Gomorrah uh, seems to say it, but that might actually be uh, actually speaking it out. But if you if you did it, if you proceeded uh, and you said, uh, I have intention for circumcised people, before you said uncircumcised people, uh, the animal is kosher. Uh, however, if you reversed it, if you reversed and you said uncircumcised people first, uh, before you put circumcised people, uh, then the animal is puzzle. All right, so Gomorrah tries to understand this. Why in the first case is it kosher? Uh, we say, Surely you would require that all of them need to be uncircumcised in order for this to be an invalid korban. And it isn't because there are some circumcised people uh, in, in this group as well. However, as Kuda or and you need all of them to be uncircumcised Vileka, and that is not the case. There are circumcised people with it uh, at present. However, <clears throat> the same thing in reverse then should apply. nami. Uh, so too, if you put uncircumcised people before, uh, even though you put them before circumcised people, Kuda or Vileka, still in that case you might think to say that uh, you still need them to be all uh, uncircumcised, and that is also not not the case. So surely the cases should be equal to one another. On, on a practical level, uh, it's the exact same group. Uh, and if it works the one way, surely it should work the other way. So the Gemara says, mm-hmm. What are Kherim saying? What is their viewpoint? Uh, uh, there is no shkita uh, uh, in terms of uh, there is a discussion about this mainly in Gemara's uh, Lachulin in terms of in Zvachim uh, and the like is where uh, what 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 exactly is shkita? Now shkita is uh, shechting the windpipe and the esophagus of an animal, the kane and the veshet uh, of a particular animal. You have to slice through uh, both of those in terms of an animal, right? So to complete shkita. So uh, the question is whether uh, shkita takes place uh, throughout that whole process, the, the shechting of both of those pipes, or maybe it is uh, it takes place at the split second that you complete uh, those two pipes. <clears throat> uh, and uh, and therefore, maybe it's, it's shkita only at the end. So, assuming you say shkita only takes place at the end as opposed to throughout the whole process, uh, so then, ain shkita, ain a shkita erebasov, kudrava, and then it goes like rava, because rava said in a totally different uh, context, the amarava, adain hi machloket, it is still a machloket. What are we talking about here? Uh, there's a machloket uh, in, a, in uh, talking about uh, where if you, it, it, we have had a similar type of discussion in terms of whether you accept a fir- person's uh, first statement to be uh, the conclusive one or only even the last statement. Now, we, we have had it before where we said the animal is a shlamim and an ola, uh, and uh, whether you, if you say it's a shlamim, uh, the shlamim status uh, takes effect immediately. 
and then the whole animal uh, becomes a shlamim. So there, therefore, when you say ola afterwards, uh, it doesn't uh, is not applicable. It's got no space, as it were, to take hold uh, because the whole animal, as soon as you say it is a shlamim, becomes a shlamim. So a similar kind of concept. The question is, you say uh, this animal should be uh, an ola until uh, midday, and then afterwards uh, it becomes a shlamim. Uh, if you say it from a from a time perspective, uh, and uh, and as we've seen before, uh, this this opinion is like Rebbe. Uh, who says that uh, we with force beloshon rishon as we've had before? Uh, you really take into account uh, the first person's um, uh, uh, the, the the thing that a person says first, and once he says it first, uh, then there's uh, that, that's that's what happens. Okay, so uh, that's that's what we are saying over here. So in other words, uh, the fact that this person started off saying that this should be for circumcised people, and then uh, even though shkita uh, only takes place uh, defined as only taking place at the end uh, we say that that's uh, when, it, when it says oh schizo takes place what was the first thing the person said oh it was for circumcised people uh, that then that is the overriding thing overriding intention and therefore the korban is acceptable when he reversed it and he said it's for uncircumcised people first we take that uh, expression as primary and therefore we say that it was only for uncircumcised people and therefore uh, it destroys the korban it is no good uh, so therefore, that's why it makes sense. So I, I explained this outside, but hiktim mulim larelim mulim chale. So therefore, if you uh, put uh, circumcised people first, uh, that is the one that carries the day. Uh, therefore, uh, that that applies. Arelim lo chale. And if you put arelim first, uncircumcised people, uh, that does not uh, affect. Uh, it is not a good korban, not effective. Hiktim arelim and mulim arelim chale mulim lo chale. And therefore, we say. If you, uh, uh, sorry, uh, the way to explain that, uh, if you put mulim first, uh, circumcised people first, uh, the Aurelium the have got nothing to do uh, with this korban, they, they, we ignore them. However, if you put Aurelium uh, first, uncircumcised people first, there's similarly no space for circumcised people. Okay, that's uh, fitting that those into the words of the Gomorrah, even though I had explained it outside. Amarava, so Rabba says about that, law, you can't say that that is a good uh, uh, way of explaining the brighter because you could even explain it uh, the following way uh, really you're dealing with a case where shkita uh, really takes place throughout the whole process uh, and what are we talking about here is where really a person throughout the shkita he changed his mind halfway through the shkita and he said listen actually uh, I want we didn't really change his mind he actually had uh, this uh, he had intention in his mind uh, to uh, to say uh, this is both for uh, uh, uncircumcised uh, circumcised people first and for uncircumcised people okay and what do you do however uh, but what he actually said as opposed to what he thought uh, he actually said only he only said uncircumcised people uh, and he didn't have a chance to finish saying this should be for circumcised people and until he has actually finished the shkita so whatever he does after that is meaningless because 
now he's completed the shkita uh, in terms of arelim, in terms of this uncircumcised people, and that's why it's no good. Bahai pligi, and therefore the argument uh, is as follows: Rabbi Meir, Savar, Rabbi Meir holds like a chayrim or is a chayrim, and he's savar lo be'enim piv v'libo shavin. You don't need your your mouth and your heart to be consonant. You don't need them to be equal. What is really important uh, is uh, what you actually say. Rabbis say no. What you need is that uh, your your mouth has got to express express uh, what your heart uh, is thinking, uh, and therefore <coughs> uh, you uh, you wanted to uh, express uh, both of those things uh, and. Uh, uh, Sorry, in, in, in terms of that, uh, Rabbi Meir uh, says what's important is what you say, uh, and the rabbis say, no, uh, it, it, it's also important what you think. So the fact that you thought about it is actually good enough. It's as if you've actually expressed it, uh, and even though you didn't say it, but you thought about it, and thinking is good enough, and therefore uh, you have not messed up the offering over here, according to the rabbis. The Gemara says, Kasav Rabbi Meir, Lob Enen Piv Libo Shavin, is it really true that Rabbi Meir says, uh, we we ignore his thoughts uh, and uh, we only follow what he says. Rimini, however, uh, we have a, uh, a Mishnah in Tumorot which says, uh, you know, the, the opposite. Okay, Rimini. Uh, in terms of it, if you're designating Truma, uh, you, the, the 2% of uh, your... Um, crop, you only need to give that to the Kohen. And instead of saying Truma, you said Maser. Okay? Or alternatively, uh, Maser, uh, you wanted to designate Maser, the 10% that you give to the Levi, or the 10% as Maser Shani, whatever you want to do. Truma, and you called it Truma. Uh, or uh, another case, I refused, I'm, I'm making a vow that I'm not going to this house. And you said the other house, uh, by mistake. You wanted to make intentional that you're not allowed to go into house A, and you said, by mistake, you said house B. I'm not going to benefit from this person, but you uh, you said from person A, but then you, by mistake, that's what you thought, you said person A, uh, and then, uh, but you actually said person B. You said about person B. Okay. Uh, you haven't said anything until what you say and what your heart, uh, what you're thinking and what you actually say uh, is uh, in consonance. And therefore, even according to this, uh, you know, this, uh, this Mishnah, uh, you know, is a, is a kasha if you say that Rebbe Maya says that you, you don't need your heart and your mouth to be the same. Right, so therefore, uh, that we reject that. Uh, so now, third try, El Amar Abayim. Reisha Amar Siman Rishon Lemulin V'Siman Shani Aflarelim. What we are talking about here, we had a person uh, that shechts, as you mentioned, Shkita is uh, shechting both the windpipe as well as the uh, esophagus. Okay, and you know maybe it's it's most of both of them. You don't need all of both of them, but you know that's a technical point which you're not going to really worry about now. Uh, but now Reisha uh, Amar Siman Rishon Lemulin. So when the person shechts the first uh, pipe. Uh, 
then he says it's for circumcised people. And then he says, no, I want the second pipe to also be for uncircumcised people. In that case, uh, that is fine uh, because the Siman Shani Lami Petiche Bay Mulin. Because uh, after all, even though he says also for uncircumcised people, uh, it, it is it's applicable because circumcised people are included uh, as well. So therefore, he has made a perfectly good shkitka. Safer Dhamma, however, this last uh, phrase of uh, what we're talking about there, he says, Siman Rishon Laralim. He says, I want to cut the first pipe for Aralim, for uncircumcised people. Siman Shani Lemulin. And the second pipe uh, for circumcised people. The Siman Rishon Ha Lo Pitki Ba Mulin. So therefore, but uh, what we have here is totally, the first pipe is totally shifted for uh, Aralim, for. Um, uncircumcised people, so that should invalidate it, okay, uh, and that's uh, because your intention uh, is totally, uh, during the one pipe worth of uh, of, of, of shkita, uh, that is totally for people that are unfit to eat the, this offering. And now, Rabbi Meir Latama, and Rabbi Meir goes according to his rationale, uh, you can have a piggle, i.e. a non uh, proper intent, uh, uh, i.e., uh, you know, in this case, uh, a pigle, uh, a non-proper intent uh, throughout, uh, through through even half a status. In other words, uh, it doesn't have to be throughout the whole status. It would not have to be, you know, through both uh, pipes. Uh, even if you had during one of the pipes, even half of the act, it is uh, the, really the case uh, that they always use because of the fact that you can have half a case over here. Uh, you can have one wind pipe shifted for one. Uh, intention and another half of the I mean one 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 pipe shifted for one and one pipe shifted for another intention. Okay, so therefore that is uh, uh, that's that. Okay, uh, and and that's what Rabbi Meir says. Uh, you can have chati uh, uh, even chati of 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 uh, matir. Uh, matir is something that permits the animal. So chati matir is mafagel. Um, it allows the animal to become pigle. So that is Rabbi Meir's opinion. Rabbanan Latame. Uh, the rabbi say no. Ain mafagel mechati matir. Here you don't have a. Uh, uh, there's no such thing as just half an act uh, uh, messing this animal up, uh, ho- half a thought. Uh, you can't, uh, you know, even during half of the of, of the act, uh, doesn't mess it up. So therefore, uh, it's, uh, we can understand this quite clearly uh, in terms of it, because this person, even though uh, he started off saying Arelim for uncircumcised people, he also included uh, um, Mulim as well. He says even for Mulim, so we see that at least part of your sacrifice uh, is included uh, uh, for people that are able to eat it, and therefore, according to the rabbis, it is fine. Rabbi Meir says no, uh, that that it wouldn't be fine over there, and uh, because uh, you know, because even in half a matter, uh, you can be mafagal, you can make the animal, can disqualify the animal. Okay, uh, take a bit of a break in terms of uh, the impure, in, you know, intentions and stuff, and now we uh, we move into uh, other things uh, that would disqualify. Uh, the Pesach uh, offering. Hashochet eta Pesach alachametz uveir belotase. If you shecht the the Pesach offering uh, and you still got chametz uh, in your possession, uh, then. Um, 
we uh, we we say uh, that you have violated a negative commandment because we're going to see uh, the pastor says law tishkait adam zivki okay uh, and you you know that's what the pasuk says you're not allowed to shecht uh, when uh, uh, the blood of my sacrifice when you have leaven in your possession okay that's uh, that's what the pasuk uh, is, says over there okay so uh, he says you violate the Tanakama says which we're going to see uh, I think is Rabbi Meir uh, you did it as well. Uh, the Tanakhama says that you violate a negative commandment. Rabbi Huda, uh, Rabbi Huda says, not only the Pesach, Afa Tamid, uh, even the Tamid offering, uh, if you've got Chameitz uh, uh, in your possession, uh, even the Tamid offering would be disqualified. Uh, over there, uh, you've violated it. Uh, Rabbi Shimon, Omer, Rabbi Shimon's view, uh, he says, listen, uh, you know, he, he's, he's got a, a different view altogether. He says, Pesach Ba'abasa, if it's the Pesach uh, and it's Erev Pesach on the 14th of Nisan, Lishmo, if you sacrifice it, Lishmo uh, for its own sake, Chayev, uh, then then you would be liable. Okay, Vishalo Lishmo. However, if you shecht a uh, Pesach, not for its own sake, I for the sake of something else, I the korban is not a good korban, then you are patur, then you are exempt. Uh, and uh, we're going to see because Rabbi Meir, uh, sorry, Rabbi Shimon holds that unless you are able to eat a korban uh, pesa or a sacrifice actually in general uh, then uh, if you're not able to eat it uh, then it is not defined as a good sacrifice uh, and if you checked any of the other uh, offerings on Erev Pesach uh, where you're not allowed to own chameitz, uh, you uh, if you check them whether or not uh, for their own sake uh, you are exempt uh, over here in, in terms of, uh, of that okay because he seems to tie it uh, directly to the Pesach offering itself um, but we are going to be discussing other people's opinions uh, uh, mainly today alright uh, and he also continues uh, during Pesach itself uh, if you shecht it uh, a Pesach offering during Pesach which obviously is not applicable because it has to be Erev Pesach uh, then you are Pater the same kind of rationale uh, the, the whole idea it's disqualified it's not an offering at all and therefore because it's not an offering you don't violate law Tshashkait Adam Zivchi Okay, however, uh, if you shecht uh, during not at a time of Erev Pesach, uh, then you are chayv. Uh, and, and, and he continues, uh, and after Pesach, uh, I mean, uh, during Pesach, uh, if you if you shecht all other offerings, whether you do them for their own sake or not their own sake, you are liable uh, because all other offerings uh, are allowed through uh, in terms of uh, of uh, of chametz. Uh, uh, you know, it's it, offerings that is defined as a good offering, and therefore. Um, you know, because it's a good offering, uh, then you have to uh, you have violated uh, the, the issue of having chametz with you when you shift it. So therefore, you would be liable. Chutz uh, minachatat. He says, except actually for a chatat, except for a chatat that you shift not for its own sake, as you mentioned when we started off this whole uh, sugya of tamid hanishchat. Uh, we said that uh, in terms of. Hey, uh, a chatat offering as well as a Pesach offering, those are the only two which have to be shechted for their own sake. So if they're shechted not for their own sake, uh, then they are defined as a non-offering and uh, completely and therefore you are not liable uh, for shechting those.
Good. So the Gemara picks up. Amar Rav Shimon bin Lakish, Rosh Lakish is Olam Anochayv Achir Kameit Lishukait Lishukait Ol Zareik Ol Achar Minu Kabura. So Rosh Lakish is you're never uh, liable for violating Lord Shukait Adam Zivchi unless uh, it belongs to the uh, the Kameit belongs to the actual person that shechts it or that throws its blood. So you've got the Kohen shechting it, or and uh, or the one that sprinkles its blood, the Kohen sprinkling the blood. He as uh, you know, it, it, the chameit has to belong to him for you to be liable for that, or or one of the members of the group. Okay, and also he adds importantly, or It has to be with you. You have to have walked into the temple, which are quite brave, uh, with a piece of uh, bread in your pocket. You know that's that's what you have to do. It ha- your chameit has to be there, uh, and, uh, and and therefore uh, that that is the only time you would be liable. Says Rash Lakish. Uh, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan says no. Afop No, it doesn't have to be with you right there in the courtyard, uh, and you know even. Even if it, you own it somewhere, uh, then th- that's enough to disqualify this thing and, and to make you liable for this negative commandment of Lord Tishchet Adam Zivchi. But Mark Mifli, what are they arguing about here? Uh, really, because it says Lord Tishchet uh, al uh, dam zivki, you shouldn't shecht, you know, al, which often means on. Uh, here, it obviously, can't mean on, but it must mean nearby or next to. So here yeah, he says this must mean uh, next to it means uh, with it uh, means next to it. I it has to be with it, uh, and that's Rashi Lakish's opinion. Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish Amar Al Besamoch. Rabbi Yochanan Savar Lo Ben Al Besamoch. He says no. Uh, al uh, when you shift it on, it doesn't mean that it has to be right near, right, you know, right close to it. Uh, with it, it doesn't mean right close to it. It means that it uh, you own it. Uh, okay, uh, but it says if that's what you how you explain the machlokit. Uh, it's not such a great explanation. Why? They have they have argued about this point before, and there'd be no real need to repeat uh, this argument. Uh, they should have just referred uh, to, to the previous argument because they have thought about this previously. Did none, as we learned a Mishnah in Menacho Tashukait Toda Lifnim. If you shecht the Toda offering inside the courtyard, if the bread is outside the wall, is Machloket exactly. Uh, which wall this is, whether it's the walls of Jerusalem or just with the walls of the Beit HaMikdash. Anyway, uh, the bread is outside. Law, Kadesh Alechem. The bread does not become sanctified. Really, what are we talking about here is that uh, as part of your uh, Torah sacrifice, what you have to do is bring uh, the two, uh, you have to bring an animal and you have to bring 40 loaves of bread, 10 of which are leavened uh, and 30 of which are uh, unleavened. So really what we're talking about here is that when you designate it, when uh, does the bread become holy? When you designate the animal, uh, the bread atta- attains a level of uh, monetary holiness, uh, okay, which is known as Kudushat uh, Damim. It's got monetary holiness. However, uh, once it's shechted, uh, the animal uh, the animal is shechted, the Torah, it, now the bread raises a level, rises, uh, and uh, gets uh, you know uh, elevated uh, to a level of Kudushat Aguf. Uh, and therefore, everything's got to be perfect uh, with the bread as got inherent holiness, physical holiness, and uh, everything's got to be perfect with the bread. So therefore, if the bread is outside, uh, it does not become holy. Okay, my uh, here we here we have it. Rabbi Yochanan Amar, as we said, there's a machloket. Rabbi Yochanan Amar Beit Pagi. It means outside the walls of Beit Pagi, which is the walls outside the outside of Jerusalem. 
Aval Khutzluchuma the Azara Kadish. He says uh, if the if the bread is just outside uh, the wall of the Azara, uh, the courtyard is uh, Kadesh, uh, it is holy. Uh, so therefore, according to this, we don't uh, need this bread Basamuch. Okay, we don't need it right next to it. Rabbi Shimon Ben Lakish says, He says, even if it's just outside the walls uh, of the thing, so it's very close by, uh, but it's not inside exactly there with you, uh, just outside the walls, uh, he says that is uh, uh, it's not sanctified. Alma Benan Al Basamuch, he says, when it has to be shechted Al uh, with the with this bread, it means Basamuch. Uh, it has to be very close. Okay, so in, in, in terms terms of this what are we talking about here uh, they've already argued about this once before so therefore there's no need uh, to repeat that uh, once again so they must be talk- arguing about something else Ella, so the Gemara suggests another thing. Uh, they're arguing about an uncertain warning, which we're going to talk about in a second. Uh, normally, uh, when a person uh, is about to do something wrong, you can't just go and uh, punish them if they do something wrong. What you have to do is proceed uh, his, uh, his doing the action with a warning. Uh, do you know, Mr. X, if you do the following action, like it looks like you're just about to, that you will be punished uh, with this and this punishment? So you have to tell the person exactly what he does and exactly what the punishment is going to be. So therefore, uh, uh, according to this, this is talking about an uncertain warning. We'll define it in a second. Uh, and therefore, what are we talking about here? This is uh, uh, the question is. Um, Actually, if you uh, do, you have chametz, uh, uh, you know, in in your possession right now, uh, and the person says, "Listen, uh, I don't know if I've got chametz in my uh, possession right now. Uh, the chametz is at home, so therefore, I don't know if it's been destroyed or not. Uh, therefore, you can't warn, warn uh, this person. It is a an uncertain warning." Uh, but two, this too, they've argued about in another context. Uh, what is that? And this is, you know, we'll explain the uncertain warning in another context. Uh, if you swear that you said, I am definitely going to eat uh, this uh, loaf of bread today, uh, and the day passed and you haven't eaten it. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish, Damar Tavai. Both Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Lakish say uh, that you do not get lashes uh, for violating uh, what you've done, even though you've uh, transgressed uh, the, the, the prohibition against violating the oath, you do not get lashed. Uh, why? You say he does not get lashed for such behavior. Why? Uh, the fact is, Rabbi Yochanan says you don't get lashed. Technically, why? Because this is a, a prohibition uh, where there's no action involved. Okay, uh, if you if you sit and you just don't do anything, uh, then you're not uh, you know you, you uh, passively uh, transgress this uh, pro, uh, your your vow uh, as opposed to actively. You have to do something actively according to Rabbi Yochanan to get lashes. If you do something passive, uh, that is lavsh ein bomaiser. It's called. It's a, it's it's a, it's a negative command, but there's no action. If you don't do an action, uh, then uh, is uh, and and that's what he says. Uh, uh, technically, he says, if, the, if you do a prohibition uh, in which is not connected to an action, uh, you do not get lashed for it. He says, an uncertain warning is defined as a good warning. However, Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish, Rabbi Lakish says, no, no, uh, the, the, um,
Hatrat Safek, it's a doubtful warning. Vatrat Safek, Lo Shema Hatra. And uh, in terms of there's no action involved, uh, it is not defined as a, uh, a, a, a transgression. Uh, over here, it's Lo Shema Hatra, uh, it's not uh, doing it at all. Uh, the fact is, because uh, there is no, because uh, in, in this specific instance, um, that uh, what do you say to the person? You know, if you don't eat the loaf, you, you're going to be liable for breaking your vow. You, you know, you don't, you say, well, I've got time in the day. And, uh, you know, so unless you, you, you would have to tell him where there's like literally exactly the amount of seconds not to eat the loaf. So we say that that is not practical. And therefore, uh, we say it is an uncertain warning because he's uncertain. You tell the guy, uh, if you don't eat the loaf, you have violated your, your vow. So he says, okay, but I'll eat it later, I'll eat it later, eat it later. Uh, the guy will eventually run out of time. So it's a doubtful warning because it didn't say you are definitely going to be liable because the guy could eat it and therefore uh, it would not be uh, at any time he could eat it and therefore it is not defined as a good warning okay uh, according to uh, Reish Lakish though according to Reish Lakish he holds the opposite he says uh, uh, a prohibition that uh, um you, uh, that, that there's no action involved, uh, you do get lashed uh, for. So therefore, we say in this case, uh, they've argued about this once before, and there's no need uh, for them to repeat uh, this uh, argument yet again. So, Amre, we say, uh, we actually go back now, now that we've rejected uh, this thing, the second time that we've done, we go back to what we said originally. They're all arguing about uh, whether al means next to or not. It's tricky. And you need to teach us uh, both cases of the lechem apanim, or not the lechem apanim, the lechem of the, to, uh, of the toda offering, uh, and also uh, in terms of the uh, uh, the lechem uh, as well having bread on erev Pesach. If you only taught the dispute uh, in terms of chametz, you matek havamina behu kama Rabbi Yochanan delob inen al basamuch mishum de isurhu. He says and v'chol heichad ita ita. He says it's only. Uh, the reason that Rabbi Yochanan does not uh, need it uh, next to it, he says, because it is a prohibition. Wherever the chametz is, it is a prohibition. So that's why you, you might think that uh, you're not allowed to have chametz anywhere, and that's why he holds that opinion. However, aval inyan mikdash lechem, in order that the the, the bread uh, becomes sanctified, kadesh uh, that only becomes sanctified inside. Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish. You might think uh, that he he agrees uh, with Rosh Lakish's opinion. And that's why uh, bread has to be inside, and therefore, as a result, if it is inside, then it is holy, and if it is not inside, it is not holy. So you might think that Rabbi Yochanan agrees uh, over there. Therefore, what do we need to? And because uh, it's like a vessel that is used, a klisharet that is used inside uh, the service, okay, that only sanctifies something. That goes inside it, uh, not not uh, if something is outside of it, uh, doesn't sanctify it. Therefore, tzricha, we need to teach this case, uh, b- both uh, the lechem, the case of the breads, uh, the, the making the bread holy, of uh, of you know in in, in terms of uh, this uh, toda, as well as the chametz case. Uh, okay, and and therefore you have to teach this in both cases. Uh, it says um, uh, and. Uh, 
sorry, uh, in, in, in terms of, uh, of that, uh, and if it, you, might, you might think that it was only uh, uh, taught about uh, the, the, the case of the Torah bread. What would you have said? Uh, you might have thought that it was specifically in that case uh, that Reish Lakish says, Al means Samoch next to it. Uh, again, the same reason. And because if the bread not there in the same place as the Todah Lechem, uh, as the animal, sorry, as the, the bread is not in the same place as the animal, the Todah offering itself, uh, then it is not holy. Aval in in terms of Chameitz, Modele Rabbi Yochanan, you might agree with Rabbi Yochanan, Lobinan Al Basamuch, you don't need it to be right next to it. Again, De Surahu, because Chameitz, after all, is a big Isur, Vachol, Hecha, Itai, wherever it might be, uh, it uh, it would be forbidden, and therefore we end up with Chicha. No, we have to say that both uh, Reish Lakish uh, and Rabbi Yochanan hold their respective positions in both the case of the Torah bread as well as the case of Chametz on Erev Pesach. Okay, Ba'aminei Rav Hashayim Rav Ami. So Rav Hashayim asks Rav Ami, how far does this go? Ein lo l'shochet. What happens if the person shechting it uh, does not have bread in his possession, however, or chametz in his possession? V'yesh lo lechad v'mnachibura. Ma'u. What happens if other members of the group uh, have it? Amalei mikativ lo tishkat al matzach chametzcha. Doesn't say uh, the pasuk. You're not allowed to shecht on your chametz. Lo tishkat al chametz. Kativ. It's is you're not allowed to shecht on chametz, i.e., uh, it's more, it's broader. Uh, that's what's written, uh, and therefore, you know, even if uh, anyone's uh, bread uh, is there, any chametz that is there, uh, it doesn't have to belong to you. So amalei yihachi. If that is the case, if you're saying that it's any bread, uh, it says If you're saying any bread, maybe it belongs to someone in the world, uh, and uh, you know he, they're not addressing timelines, but uh, in terms of it, you know, it could easily. Uh, could conceivably be that someone uh, in a different uh, time zone altogether, way behind, will have uh, chametz in his possession legally, uh, even uh, when uh, uh, they, you know, that uh, the bread uh, when the when the when the Pesach is uh, offered. Okay, so even uh, that uh, would be uh, uh, you know an issue, and therefore that can't be the case. Uh, they're obviously not talking about timelines, but they're saying what happens if some Jew somewhere has uh, got chametz. He's uh, not got it. Are you saying uh, the Korban Pesach doesn't work for anyone? That's illogical. Amalei, so he says, therefore, uh, what does it mean? We have to refine it. It's not just anyone, uh, any Chamech. It must be Amakra, Lord Tishkat, Velo Yalin. It says you're not allowed to offer it, and uh, you, uh, you know, it says you, it, it can't be left over until the morning. Lord Tishkat or Chamech, Vishum Velo Yalin. Really, what it means is it has to connect those two. Uh, you're not allowed to offer uh, this Korban Pesach with Chamech. Uh, applies to those people uh, it hasn't got left over, i.e. Uh, those people that have joined together for this korban, uh, they are, are bound by the prohibition of not leaving any over. So it's got to be all the members of the group, uh, really, that you are, are, are uh, doing here. None of them are, are not allowed, uh, none of them are allowed to uh, possess any chametz. So any of those people in the group that possess chametz, uh, this korban Pesach, uh, would therefore, uh, you'd be, it uh, you'd violate this prohibition uh, in terms of that, but not other random people uh, that, uh, that you don't have to ensure that that is the case. I'm Rav Papa, uh, and Rav Papa says, um, 
he says, Hilchach says, Rav Papa Kohen Machtu, it's a chaylev, and therefore, if the if the Kohen that burns the fats of the Pesach offering, uh, he says, Ovei Belot he will violate a negative commandment. Well, the Yeshu Miklal Alanat Emorim, if 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 he has any chametz in his position, uh, because he is not allowed to leave over any of these sacrifice. Uh, sacrificial parts, the Amorin, uh, he's not allowed to leave any of those fats, etc., that get burned on the altar. So if he possesses Khamates, also uh, he is violating a negative commandment over there. All right, um, and that's uh, Rav Papa's statement. And now, uh, in the next part of the Gemara, uh, is going to pick up on uh, the uh, statement of Rav Papa and, uh, and, and, and carry on with the discussion. But this is a good uh, point to break, so we will stop here uh, for the day. Everyone should have a great day.